to Afterthoughts, a space where we discuss, we land, we apply, and we, and we ground some of the concepts that have been preached in real life. Today, we're joined by Lai, Peter, and Stefan, who are going to help us do just that. So thank you so much for being with us, guys. It's great to be with you. Well, suffering, it's something that touches us all. And in most cases, it does more than just touch us. Now, there may be different ways that we experience suffering and a number of different ways that you may be suffering right now, especially in the season. Now, for some people, actually the biggest objection that they have to the Christian faith is the presence of evil and suffering in this world. It's a topic that provokes questions and often confusion. But our conviction as Christians is that there is hope in Christ, that there can be purpose in our suffering, and that Christ is very much present in the midst of it. What we'll discover over the course of this series is that not only does Christianity provide many answers for suffering and in suffering, but actually that the presence of suffering itself is an evidence that the message of Christianity, the message that the world is broken and that there is a God who will ultimately heal every hurt, that that message is true. Now, this series, Joy and Sorrow, which Robin kicked off, is all about suffering well. And Robin pointed out that Scripture doesn't just say if you suffer, but when you suffer and when you suffer to rejoice. Now, if you haven't listened to Robin's message yet, we'd encourage you to check it out either on YouTube or on our podcast channel. But I want to turn right now to our guests today and ask them some questions. So Robin suggested that suffering well is like a, a tenet or a core foundation of Christian discipleship. So I guess my question to you guys is, what do you think about that? Is that true uh, for us? Is that true for us today in 21st century Sydney, Australia? People probably don't know, but uh, although um, Gail is my second wife, my first wife um, died um, back in May 2001, uh, aged 50 and uh, she was taken early. She suffered uh, from, uh, from a brain cancer that was diagnosed in uh, 2000. And um, after 30 years of uh, being happily married and raising two children, um, you know, we lost our dear mother and wife, Helen. And, uh, and then the grief that that caused um, you know, brings me uh, my grief experiences uh, I'd like to bring them to uh, to the discussion, and I hope that in the hope that one day it may help someone else who is uh, who is um, suffering in a similar way. Suffering is it's just so core to the human experience, right? It's something that we share with non Christians and other Christians alike, and in a, a strange way, it brings us all together, right? Because it, it's the shared humanity. When you mention suffering well, it's one of the few things that differentiate us Christians from the non-Christians, because when things are good, when times are happy, when we're feeling blessed, that's when, well, anybody can walk down the street and love others and give and be compassionate. But it's really when things are not going our way, when the, the world, I guess, as Job's wife told him, just turn around and curse God. And a lot of people do that when we say, no, God is still good. And I'm because of that, I'm still going to be good to others. I'm still going to be compassionate. I'm still going to be loving. I'm still going to, you know, step out for God that we can really bring glory to his name. Suffering well is to me is a very interesting phrase. I mean, how can you suffer well? Uh, when you do something well, is you're happy about it. It's in a 
in a happy place. So suffering well is, is really interesting. And I say that's one that's not often used these days. You know, this, you know today's world, not many people want to say, I suffer well, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, as a true disciple of Christ, a follower of Jesus, my life would, would not be void of her suffering, as the, as the scripture says, right? So not only would I suffer, I'm expected to rejoice when I suffer. To suffer well like Jesus, I will need to lean on him, no doubt. That's that's sure thing, right? And I, I have to surrender all so that he can have complete obedience from me. Yeah, that idea of growing in um, Christ-likeness is one of the... Uh, three reasons that Robin highlighted as uh, kind of uh, reasons for growing, I guess, our theology of suffering. One, that we would grow in Christ-likeness. We'd become more like him. We'd honour Jesus in that way. Uh, secondly, that we'd, we'd love each other well um, by having a growing theology of suffering. Thirdly, that we'd uh, be like a witness uh, to a world that is allergic to pain and hopeless largely in response to it. So have you guys got any maybe ideas of what those things, growing in Christ-likeness, um, loving each other well and being a witness to the world around us practically looks like in our everyday? Um, before I became a Christian, I remember going to a funeral of my father-in-law and um, and I was I was just amazed at how happy everybody seemed to be at the funeral, that all the Christians were just were rejoicing and I thought... And I remember saying to the minister at the time, you know, you guys have got something going on here. I, I don't know what it is, but I really admire it. <laughs> and he just looked at me you know, knowingly. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, years later, I, when, I, when I did become a Christian, I realised what, what it was that, um, that the believers had that I didn't at the time. That, that second point that was, was raised in the message about how it shapes us to become more like more like Jesus, more like God, and, and grows our character. I, I love a point that C.S. Lewis makes where he says, if you if you suck your feet, make a lot of noise, turn on the lights, go into the basement, and you don't see any rats, you go, oh, great, I don't have any rats. But if you quietly sneak, and then you quickly open the door and have a look, and if you see rats running, then you've got rats, right? It's not the sneaking that gave you rats. It's not the quickly opening the door that gave you rats. The rats were there the whole time. It's just that the situation allowed you to see what was already there. Suffering can make us better, but it's not that we are better people because we've suffered or that suffering is inherently any sort of points towards our name. But God can use that period of intensity to do what he's always doing, right? Which is refining us and helping us look at our own lives. Three weeks um, going back and forth with, with this landlord who's been very unreasonable. And I've, I've been stressing out about it because money's involved and things like that. And as, as it went on, I kind of looked at my heart and said, hey, God, am I, am I praying just to get the money back? Am I praising you just for, so things go my way? Or am I doing it because I love you? And what he showed me in my heart is I thought I was acting out of all this justice and doing what's right, but it was actually all this entitlement and privilege and me just... You know, I, I chose to love God and love people, and I was mates with this agent as long as he was mates with me. As soon as he turned around and started pointing fingers and trying to take from me, I was I was at some points hateful. And I kind of, it was a tough process. It wasn't fun, and I 
can't say I enjoyed it. I certainly am um, suffer well most of it. But by the end, realizing, oh wow, God, if you hadn't taken me through this, I would have never realized the entitlement in my heart and all this privilege that I was only treating people well because they treated me well, not because I was really just treating them out of the love that God gives us. It's, it's very damaging, you know, for someone who is uh, who is going through a, a traumatic episode um, to to assume that it's something that they've done, you know, yeah. to, to create this. And uh, I remember, you know, when my wife Helen was um, after she was diagnosed and was, you know, and and, uh, and being uh, treated. Um, Somebody, uh, a supposed Christian, you know, said, "Oh, you must have done something really bad to uh, to deserve this," and that just she fell apart, and uh, you know, it was just very damaging. So, you know, for Christians to assume that that you know, it's your suffering is a result of something you you've done, um, you know, is is very damaging. Yeah, and that would have been really hard to hear. Yeah, well, really unhelpful very, in so many ways. I was very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, understandably, yeah. Robin's uh, message—it it constantly referred uh, to this idea of a furnace, like like a metaphor that um, to teach us that suffering doesn't only, I guess, change us through our experience of hardship to be more like Jesus or more reflective of His character, if you will, but that it also is the context where we often encounter him uh, most intimately. What is this like juxtaposition of like the hot furnace and the, the sweet presence of Jesus mean for working out our faith? It just reminds me of, uh, of going through the refiner's fire and God being the master refiner. And every time our character is being molded to reflect more and more of Jesus, we get to feel the touch of Christ on us. So it's like, like, imagine a traditional baker, you know, shaping the dough. You know, he pull, he push, he roll it, and he sometimes even slap it a few times to slap it into shape. And all of the, all of this time, he's well, well, God is doing this. He's caressing us with His hands, and uh, you know, if suffering means being shaped by Jesus, I want more of it. <laughs> Actually, one more, just so I can experience the intimacy of, of his sweet presence every time he touches me. So why would I feel pain and suffering if Jesus is in with me, you know, and he's, he's in this with me, whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. And I, I can attest to that. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, I'd like people to know that, you know, after all uh, the pain and suffering that, that I endured, you know, I came through um, miraculously um, a better person in Jesus, you know, um, stronger spiritually. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I had many blessings poured upon me. Um, I, in my spiritual life, um, I became more aware of, uh, of, of the presence of God. Um, and, um, and, you know, he's blessed me, you know, I, after all of those um those struggles that I never could have imagined at the time. And so I'd like to just, if anyone is you know, watching this and, and is going through and we're struggling with, uh, with grief or you know, some uh, you know, tragic circumstance, you know, I'd just like to encourage them just to stay strong and keep, 
get fixed on God and because the, you know, you're talking about the refining fire, that's probably what's going on in, you know, and what God is doing to you. I don't believe that God purposely is, you know, uh, tests us and challenges us in this in these terrible ways. But um, even if uh, that were true, the the end result that God will be there waiting for us, uh, you know, to and and will encourage us and uh, and, and strengthen us and give us, you know, uh, make us a, a you know better and mould us into a better a better person in His likeness. Mm. Yeah, I can I can add to that when you know in my the darkest moments in my life, and uh, when what it doesn't matter what people say or do for you, it just is not enough because they cannot understand what yeah. you're going through. And I'm just glad that in those moments I've got God, and He doesn't have to say much, but I know He knows, He yeah. understands. Yeah. And I seek comfort in that. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, bless you. Bless mm. you. Yeah. So, so don't don't depend on or expect people to fill that space that God mm. can. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very big space to fill, and only God can fill that space. Mm. All right, well, I'll just wrap it up really quickly by uh, saying life, Peter, Stefan, thank you so much for joining us to wrestle with and ground some of these ideas in real life. This has been Afterthoughts. Thanks so much for joining us.